the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And buckle up, folks. It's going to be a roller coaster ride in the sports betting world this weekend. We'll see how many warm bodies are going to be in uniform on the field, on the court, on the ice uh, with all the COVID upheaval uh so again it, it is going to be bumpy uh no doubt about it but anyway lundy looking ahead we got bowl games baby a uh, ton of them uh kick it off actually a pair of them today on the early day tip on this friday football friday edition of the pod but let's look ahead to saturday uh where there are i believe what six bowl games if i'm not mistaken so pick your favor could be a side could be a total on the college gridiron, this bowl season, who's going to score you some dollar bills in the old stocking? Who do you like dude, most, Lundy? Dude, dude, Oregon State plays tomorrow. What the hell do you think I'm going to pick? Uh-huh. Come on. Uh, Come are are on. you going to go with your head or your heart? I'm going with both. Utah State can't <laughs> stop the run, and it's the, what Oregon State does uh, as well as anybody, uh, averaging, uh, you know, the, what was their conversion rate? 72.5, I think, in the red zone. Wow. Uh, and that's what you can do when you can run the ball. Uh, Utah State gives up about a buck 63 on the ground. I bet you Oregon State finishes this game close to 200 yards on the ground. Uh, the spread is a touchdown flat. Um, and so I will take them minus the seven, maybe might like buy myself the hook and take it to minus six and a half and, uh, you know, pay a little bit of extra juice, but get rid of that hook for them to win by a touchdown. But Utah state can't stop the run. Um, and as much as I wish Oregon state could air it out, that is most definitely not their strength. (laughs) So (laughs) I think they're going to keep the ball on the ground. I think this is going to be truly, uh, kind of a slug fest on the ground. So I'll take my Oregon state beavers minus, uh, the seven, um, I, I, I definitely like that one. And I'll throw another one out there just because it kicks off at 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Yep. Just for S's and G's, let's take Appalachian State minus yeah. three. Good call. Yeah, I do like App State. I have the minus three as well. Uh, and, you know, shout out to Trophy Smack. Uh, friends of mine who started that company, they are on Shark Tank. They are supplying the WWE-styled belt for the champion of the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. And it is spectacular. So maybe your beavers are going to hoist that hardware. I like end. it. Yeah. I, I like it. I hope they get invited onto the show. You well, know? we Just might. Get in there, like, do, do like old school like Chicago Bears Super Bowl shuffle, right? Like get on yeah. the Kimmel, have like a routine worked out. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I think I should be body slamming and suplexing dudes. Uh, bring out the uh, figure four leg lock. I mean, that's the only appropriate way with this like oversized you waist would, belt. You would legitimately like you. You would snap <laughs> your back uh, if you tried to do something like that. Don't, uh, don't try to get fancy. I look great in tights, Lundy. That's all I can tell you. Uh, let no, me you go. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, this is a dad bod extraordinaire. No question about it. Uh, my favorite bowl game on Saturday. Uh, give me the BYU Cougs. Uh, in the Independence Bowl against UAB, I'm going to lay the six and a half here. Uh, look, BYU is averaging 33 and a half points per game, 457.4 total yards per game, and they just flat out played a more rigorous schedule. Remember, they beat Utah earlier this season. It was in the Pac-12 title game, uh, and I, I think the reason why this line is uh, so suppressed is because UAB has been a covering machine. They're eight three and one ATS. Uh, but the only two bowl-eligible teams that they have played this season, Marshall and UTEP, and it's not like they're outstanding because they're also playing 
and lower-end bowls on Saturday. So I think Jaron Hall, Tyler Algier is one of the best running backs in the country. They're going to get it done against the Blazers. So I'm going to lay this six and a half, and I might be fading Oregon State, <clears throat> truth be told. I might That's fine because you're you are a you're a effing <laughs> jinx on my team. So I don't really care what you do as long as it doesn't screw up my chance for my squad first bowl game in a long time for Oregon State. So I'm I'm I, you know they I, I'm serious. They made this bowl game up. I mean the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. It just doesn't make any sense. But don't 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 you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Well, we'll see who uh, prevails in the end. Lenny's going to take uh, the Beavs minus seven. I'm uh, tailing Utah State, the Aggies, plus seven. But my best bet on the board, BYU minus six and a half. With that, let's get to it on this Football Friday edition with another Fade Five. Number five. Props, props, some more player props. Uh, you know, that's what we always lock and load here on Fridays. It's week 15 of the NFL. Uh, hopefully, all these gentlemen uh, that we are going to attach selections to uh, dodge the COVID and are not placed on a list and will indeed be in uniform. So, obviously, keep close tabs on that action. And, look, if you fire off a bet now on any of these players and they do land on the COVID-19 list, you, the ticket gets voided. You get your money back. So, uh, really no downside there. All right, first and foremost, let's start off with the overlord of catches. I like to call him Chris Godwin. Ah! And it's going to be raining down receptions from the heavens. Give me the over on 71.5 receiving yards uh, in his matchup against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, minus 114 at FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, look, Lundy, back in week eight, he torched. This defense, eight catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown against the Saints. 13 players have gone for 72 or more yards against Nolens this season. And he's going to line up once again like he did in the first matchup against Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who is the primary slot guy. And Godwin lines up in the slot right around 52% of the time. Gardner-Johnson's given up a 71.1 catch rate and 101.6 pass rate into his assignments. You look at Godwin these last couple of games. Uh, just unbelievable production, 32 targets, 25 catches, 248 yards. He's gone over 71 and a half in six contests this season and is number two among eligible wide receivers in total yak. I think he hits triple digits yet again. So, Lundy, straight out of the gate, fade or follow, Chris Godwin over 71.5 receiving yards, minus 114 at FanDuel Sportsbook. Oh, we got a revival up in here. I'll take the uh, over as well. I will follow on this one. I, would you be surprised if he finishes in the mid to upper 80s in this game? Dude, I it's going to be over 100. Yeah, he's this number is, I think, way too low uh, for him, for his involvement in the offense, for uh, just the the uh, just the, the fact that there's this bromance that's going on. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a fun thing to watch. Uh, and look, if you're on uh, if you're on TB's good side, uh, he throws you the ball and he throws it to you a lot uh, and he makes you a lot of money <laughs> yes. over the course of your career. Uh, so, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll absolutely follow on this one. I think he's going to crush this. Yeah, and I think uh, TB 12 may throw some nfts as well in the process so yes are those like are those like crackers i don't it, like like triscuits what's a you know nft i still haven't figured it out mm, i don't know what they are mm, delicious uh something we don't really understand as 40 year old men but we do understand that godwin is on the over 71 and a half receiving yards 
number four. All right, Mart's it on. Let's work in an under and live in the land down under on Najee Harris. And for me, uh, that's where I'm tucking my dollars. Uh, 70.5 rush yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. I mean, look at Harris. Uh, he has been a yeoman, uh, certainly a dirty worker for uh, this Pittsburgh Steelers franchise. He is number one in opportunity share among eligible running backs, 87.9% of the workload. That's what he logs in week in and week out on average. However, Lundy, he has been a picture of inefficiency at times on the ground. He has been under this number in 8 of 13 and under in three of his last four. And we know what the strength of the Tennessee Titans is. It is plugging the holes in those gap coverage assignments uh, only James Robinson, who is going to be free this weekend, thank God. No Carlos Hyde and no stupid raging nincompoop inc- uh, Urban Meyer there uh, holding him back. Uh, watch out for those props once they surface. But only James Robinson has gone over this number against the Titans this season. who have got a 3.90 yards per carry, 69.1 rush yards per game to the running back position. So, Lundy, fade or follow Najee Harris under 70.5 rush yards, minus 115 at BetMGM. I think he'll push right up against this number, but I will follow and I will stick with the under on this one. You talked about the defense that he's got to be able to face. Uh, You know, look, James Robinson is talented. Najee Harris is more talented than he is. Um, but I just feel like that defense is going to clog things up. It's going to prevent him from being able to do it on the ground. Maybe you can dump it out, try to get him on the outside and be able to uh, get you some catches, uh, get you some receiving yards, but I think he's going to struggle trying to push it through uh, the middle. It's going to be one of those where, yeah, he gains – you know, he gains three, but then he gets tackled for a loss, uh, you know, when we're sitting with a net two, something like that. I, I could easily see that happening in this game. So um, I think he's going to get plenty of touches. I just think his success may have to come on the outside. Stonewalled. Yes, that's what's going to happen to Najee. Fade Harris. Number three. All right, let's move on and let's talk about the stallion, the absolute stud muffin extraordinaire. Uh, that is other than Jonathan Taylor, the rush king who is uh, on the brink of sewing up. The NFL rushing title is very much in the MVP conversation, or at least he should be as well. Uh, I am taking the over on 92.5 rush yards Lenny, against New England at minus 115. Pull this one from BetMGM. I already know what you're thinking. Bill Belichick always takes away the best offensive player for the opposition. Uh, and he's had two weeks to prepare, and he's come up with this you know, masterful game plan that he is going to execute and flawlessly. I would say to that, good luck with that line of logic because the Indianapolis Colts, their strength is up front. This is a top-five offensive line. They have a bunch of mound movers there, and Jonathan Taylor uh, is getting a hefty workload, and when he gets the ball in his hands, he's a high-efficiency runner. Uh, You look at New England, where they have struggled most has been defending the run this season. 4.49 yards per carry allowed. 99.8 rush yards per game surrendered just to the running back position. Four guys have gone over this 92.5 threshold this season. Taylor's been over it in six of his last eight games. He is top five in yards after contact per attempt. Top five in total missed tackles, forced and missed tackle percentage at 21.6. Uh, I think this is at least 22, 23, maybe upwards of 25 rush attempts as, yes, indeed, Frank Reich will establish the run and I think have a lot of success doing it. So, Lundy, fade or follow Jonathan Taylor over 92.5 rush yards. Does he get to 100 yet again? Pull this one from BetMGM at minus 115. 
I'm not positive if he gets to 100, Brad, um, but he can get up over this number. Um, his total yards prop, by the way, is a buck 16 and a half. I yeah. would take the over on that yeah. um, because they're going to continue to feed it to him. And look, if for everything that Belichick does, and I, I understand the narrative of taking away your best weapon and, and all of those kinds of things, but I, I think you brought up a really good point. As great as Jonathan Taylor is, you could argue that one of – the best weapons on this Colts team is the O-line no doubt. Um, as opposed to an individual player. And so, you know, you, you don't have the ability to shut down the O-line. They're going to continue to be these bulldozers up front uh, for Jonathan Taylor. So I like the over on the rushing uh, yards, which continues to creep up, uh, by the way. You know, I've seen it at 92 and a half, um, which is part of the reason why I like his rush plus receiving at a buck 16. Um, but I, I'm good with either one of those. Uh, and in fact, if you really feel like that offensive line is going to do their job, then correlate and bet on both of them. Yeah, no doubt about it. Look, back the big uglies and definitely back Jonathan Taylor. Stick around for our top player prop picks of the NFL Week 15 plus bonus time across the smorgasbord of sports. Number two. All right, Letty, let's get back to it here. Let's talk about uh, one of the uh, highfalutin pass catchers uh, in the NFL. And that is other than Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Pack traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens, who uh, it's looking increasingly unlikely will have Lamar Jackson back uh, from that ankle injury. You could get a lot of Tyler Huntley here. But, man, I do love the over on Adams' 92.5 receiving yards mark at plus odds. I got it at plus 110 at Caesars Sportsbook. You look at Adams, uh, three straight century mark efforts for him. He is number three in completed air yards. He is top five in yards after the catch in the NFL. And most encouragingly, in this matchup, you got no Marlon Humphrey. He's out due to injury. That is a massive blow to the secondary for the Baltimore Ravens, which is extraordinarily thin right now. Uh, so Chris Westerly, or Westry, I don't even know who the hell that is until I you know looked up at the matchup this morning. But Chris Westry is going to step in, and he's given up 19 yards per catch and a 105.5 passer rating on 104 covered snaps to his assignment. So Adams, I think, is going to eat him for lunch, and I think he's going to get to 100 yards yet again with Aaron Rodgers' pocket tie due to that toe injury, which he had a, a little bit of a setback uh, in the last outing, but he said, hey, I'm A-OK. -okay. I'm going to go out there and just throw frozen ropes all over the field. So Lundy, fade or follow Devontae Adams over 92.5 receiving yards at plus 110 at Caesar Sportsbook. I'm jumping on it because of the plus. That's really what's what's got me hooked in here is the idea of a positive payday for a stat that I think one of the best, if not the best, wide receivers in the NFL um, it can hit that on any given Sunday, as they say. And, and frankly, I, I think he's one of those – I know we talked about the, the some of the vulnerabilities uh, that the Ravens have, but Devontae Adams at times is one of those like defense agnostic guys, man. He's just somebody that you just go, yeah, he and Aaron Rodgers are going to figure out how to do it. Uh, you know, there's going to be that like wink and then some sort of hand signal 
um, from Rogers and, you know, like a shimmy and then that shit eaten grin on his face. And all of a sudden Adams goes, oh, yeah, that means I'm supposed to go here, cut here and then go down the sideline. Right. Like this yeah. just this 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 complete nonverbal communication between the two of them. Uh, they're always on the same page. Um, and so even if Baltimore were tightening things up a bit, I still think he can get over this number uh, just because it's it's. It's A.A. Ron and uh, and Devontae Adams. It's just what the two of them do. So I'll take the over, especially at plus. Yeah, Devontae for all the dollars. Number one. All right, Lundy, my top selection here in week 15 of the player props market. For now, uh, again, you know, we're taping this uh, podcast on a Friday. And due to all the COVID issues that are out there and some of the injuries as well, there's only like five games posted with just a smattering, a sprinkling of player props. Again, just watch out for James Robinson stuff, and I will be breaking out the uh, sledgehammer the over with Carlos Hyde out. Again, no Urban Meyer holding him back, but uh, I love me some Taysom Hill uh, this week and pretty much every single week on the Rush Yards prop, and uh, I know the Saints are taking on the Buccaneers who have been incredibly stiff in the trenches, but 43 and a half? 43 and a half, that's it. That's the threshold, and it's a low one. Uh, he'll be able to jump that very low set bar with ease, in my estimation, minus 125 at Caesars. Um, I expect this one to climb, folks, so you might want to get in early on it. I wouldn't be surprised by game time uh, that you're looking at somewhere in the low to mid-50s on this. Uh, Tampa Bay, four quarterbacks have gone over this number against this assertive defense. Jalen Hurts did it, Justin Fields did it, Jameis Winston, and Josh Allen last week. Uh, why? Well, because Tampa likes to dial up the heat. Fourth highest pressure rate. In the NFL on the quarterback position. So as a result, Taysom, whether on designed runs or opportunistic runs, he's going to have plenty of attempts in this game. And in fact, he's gone back-to-back games with 11 attempts on the ground. And in those back-to-back contests, 174 rush yards, Lundy. Uh, I think he, again, rolls it up on the ground. This is going to be somewhere in between, I'm going to say, 60 to 70 rush yards in the end. And he annihilates and crushes the over here on 43-and-a-half rush yards. So, Lundy, fade or follow. Again, Taysom Hill over 43.5 rush yards, minus 125 at Caesars. He's a terrible quarterback, but he's fun to bet on. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really kind it's like of – like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's kind of the – you know, it's you play both sides of the fence here. You sit back and you go, yeah, just from a pure football standpoint, man, I look forward to New Orleans actually having a quarterback again. Uh, but then from a betting standpoint, you go, oh, yeah, this guy can run. He can't throw it, but, man, he can run. Uh, so it makes it for a fun bet. Uh, so we will have a five for five on the follow Friday, my friend, uh, which means we're doomed to F it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's cursed got now. got all the Fs going. Yeah, we're, we're completely we're, – we're so hosed. Uh, uh, we're so host. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Fs, I know all about that from my Calc 3 days in college. All right, Lundy, let's go ahead and get to it. It's bonus time. What else you got for me? NFL, NHL, college football, college basketball, NBA. So much going on. Yeah, we got a lot happening here. Uh, a couple of things that I would throw out there. First of all, it's not posted yet. You talked about the fact that there's not a lot of the games uh, for this weekend for the NFL that have stuff posted. They're waiting on various news, all of those kinds of things. Uh, whatever the Javante Williams anytime touchdown comes out to be, just uh, just auto bet, auto bet, folks. Um, just just do it. 
Um, it, it doesn't matter to me. The, I think the Bengals have only given up nine rushing touchdowns on the ground um, all season long. They've given up two through the air to the running back position, uh, but they will find a way to get Javante Williams involved. If it's juiced up a little bit, pair it up with something, um, you know, like along the lines of a Jonathan Taylor anytime, because I think he's juiced to almost minus 200. Uh, but try to find something that you can pair it up with. I'm waiting to see. There's a lot of COVID news within the NHL, folks, and so I don't have any picks on the ice tonight because there are a ton of games on the schedule. But to give you an example, the Avalanche traveled to play the Nashville Predators last night. The Predators had like seven guys that are in COVID health protocols. The Avalanche lost, I think, four players about an hour before the game started and then they had another guy that they had to wait to have him have a second negative test and he actually came out to the bench midway through the first period so folks shit is all over the place and that's why i don't have a pick for you when it comes to uh hockey tonight if i do get some just follow me on twitter at nate lundy i'll put them out there but i do have an nba one for you yeah do it uh let's do a two leg player prop for you you know i love nikola jokic Mm -hmm. on his uh, steals plus blocks. Yep. Um, so at DraftKings, that one is juiced way up. I need him to be over one and a half steals plus blocks, which Joker is very good at being able to do. And then I just need a single steal out of Mike Conley, uh, who has a steal in five straight and nine out of his last 11 games. If I put those two player props together, I get a plus 131. Ooh, I like that quite a bit. It gets seduced by the juice. You know what? Let's stick with the NBA theme before I feature some other sports here. I've got a pair of player props as well, but single, not uh, two-leggers. Let's go with Josh Hart. Over 11.5 assists plus rebounds, minus 122 at FanDuel. Last five games and assists plus rebounds for Hart, 21, 16, 18, 14, 12. Uh, I'm no mathematician, but uh, that's greater than 11 and a half. So he has been rocking and rolling, and I think he'll be able to handle that business against the Bucks. I'm going to follow the trend there. Elsewhere, give me Dwayne Dedman uh, of the Miami Heat. I'm going to go over 10 and a half assist plus rebounds for him, also at minus 122, also at FanDuel Sportsbook. He takes on Orlando. He's been over this number two his last three, getting an additional tick uh, due to the injuries uh, impacting the Miami Heat roster right now. He's been over this four times this month in Orlando. Seventh most rebounds per game allowed. Second most assists per game allowed. So a primo matchup for Deadman there. And again, I like that over 10.5 assists plus rebounds. Let's go to the world of college basketball. Give me NC State plus 2.5 on a neutral court. This game being played in Charlotte against the Richmond Spiders, minus 110 at DraftKings. Uh, Seabrun has been amazing for the Wolfpack this season. Five double-doubles this year. And I think where they had the advantage against Richmond, uh, second-chance opportunities, a lot of that with Seaborn and his activity in, inside the paint and on the glass. They get to the free throw line and they punish opponents there. 22.3% of the Wolfpack's points come at the charity stripe. And if the threes can rain, because Richmond uh, ranks north of 250 in three-point percentage D. So I'm looking at you, Helms and Smith and Morsell. If those uh, buckets can fall through the cylinder from outside, NC State may win this sucker straight up, and they're catching two and a half. And then finally, uh, the rest of the player props that I like this week, uh, at least available right here at tape time. 
Give me the over on Amari Cooper, 50.5 receiving yards against the G-Men. He had 60 in the first matchup. This is just way too low of a number. Uh, now a couple of weeks removed from COVID. I think he's going to be anywhere between 60 to 70 here in the rematch. Speaking of that game, give me the under on Mike Glennon, 196.5 pass yards. Uh, you have a front of Dallas that just collapses pockets. You have a rickety offensive line, and there are rumors swirling that Glennon could get yanked at any moment, maybe on a first mistake for Jake Fromm. So as a result, the 196.5 pass yards prop here seems like a gift because he could get benched, folks. And then last and certainly not least, give me Chase Claypool over – 56 and a half receiving yards. He's done this in three of his last four. A guy, of course, is up there at area yards percentage. Wide receiver 17 in the league. He's also wide receiver 13 in deep targets. 22 wide receivers have gone over this number against that Tennessee Titans secondary, which has struggled and struggled mightily. Woo! That is a lot, and that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.